Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. Well, today I want to talk to you about sly pride. Sly pride. I mean, sometimes we do our very best to be cognizant and conscious of, of pride rising up and being puffed up in our life, and sometimes it's quite obvious, but other times it's really sly almost innocuous and we've got to be on guard for that i caught myself in a bit of sly pride not that long ago and it reminded me of what rav shul the apostle paul says in romans chapter 7 beginning with verse 19 it says for the good that i would do not but the evil which i would not that i do he's like look i don't want to do bad stuff but i ended up doing it anyway he said, now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more that I do it, but sin dwelleth in me. Sin's taking over the driver's seat, and it's running the show. It is steering this, this mobile home body that we have. Verse 21, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. I mean, there's the evil is always there, like the bully in school. You're walking down the hall, carrying your books, minding your own business, passing by the lockers, and the bully, unbeknownst to you, sticks out his foot, and you trip and you fall flat on your face. Everybody laughs. You know, I find then a law that I would do good. Evil is present with me. Let's jump down to verse 24. Paul bemoans the fact, O oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Now, I'm involved in a ministry called Harvest House, and I speak there on a voluntary basis every other weekend. And uh, Monday nights, they have a Monday night meal for the community. And there's, uh, you know, the director, who's who's a really close friend of mine, uh, does a little five, ten minute devotional beforehand. And so I rarely go uh, because I kind of live a little bit out of, out, out of the village, ten minutes away from the village from where Harvest House is. And in this day and age, you kind of got to be gas conscious. Plus, I'm, you know, pretty busy with other ministerial endeavors and ministerial things. But I got a call from one of the guys that was doing the cooking there. For the Monday night meal, he says, "Hey, you know, really miss you. I'd really like to see you. Come and join us for this Monday night meal." And I was like, "Oh, well, I don't know," and yada yada yada. So I decided to go. I ended up going. I don't go that often because I never know what they're going to serve, and there may be something there that I can't eat. So I just be sitting around drinking water because I eat a kosher diet. If there's anything with pork or shellfish in it, I can't eat it. But he assured me that there was some stuff there that I could eat, so I went. And I just felt kind of out of place because usually when I'm there at Harvest House, usually, uh, you know, I'm there to minister. And here I wasn't a minister. Here I was just a participant. I wasn't a leader. I was a follower. I wasn't the, you know, the um, facilitator. I was a participant. And it felt really weird. It felt really odd uh, because usually I'm not the one sitting in the pew. Usually I'm the one behind the pulpit. And so, uh, I saw my buddy Aaron playing guitar while the meal was getting ready and everybody was gathering at the table and everything. And, and I just had this weird feeling of insecurity that I'm not proud of. 
what if people like him better than me? What if people follow him better than me? And I was like, where did that come from? Why did I even think that? Why is this insecurity? Because it's not about me. It has nothing to do with me or who follows me. It's about Christ in me. It's about me pointing people to Christ, regardless of how many people, you know, follow me or not. And I chastise myself. I'm ashamed of that thought coming in my mind and, and having that moment. So we sat down and, you know, he stops playing the music. He does the little devotional and it's a great devotional. It's about maintaining peace and not arguing. And I found a place to insert a little joke and it got laughs and it was innocent enough. And I didn't really think much of it. But after I got home, I started replaying the events of that night in my head. And that little joke was the flesh's way of saying, hey, I'm not in the spotlight. Hey, stop paying attention to him. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. What about me? What about me? And it was just a sly way of the flesh to gain some ground to get to steal the attention, no matter how brief, no matter how little it was, just to say, hey, I know he's speaking, but hey, I'm still relevant. I'm still relevant. Please look at me. And I recognize that as pride, no matter how many times I have squelched it, rebuked it, renounced it, walked away from it, you know, shot it in the head. It comes like a zombie and in, in small, uh, innocuous seeming, innocent seeming ways. And I just realized right then, you know what? I got to crucify this thing all over again. Get on the cross, pride. Get on the, pro get on the cross, insecurity. I renounce you. I rebuke you. And I repented of that pride. And I'm being very vulnerable here because I really didn't want to do this coffee with Chris. I really didn't want to do this devotional. But I felt the need to be raw, to be honest, to be naked, to be vulnerable, to show you that even a leader, even uh, somebody well-versed and well-read and have lived the believer's life for a long, long time, somebody like me, still deals with everyday trip-ups, everyday pride. And the older you get and the more your life is purified and purged, the more sly these, these things of the flesh are and they're harder to detect and harder to recognize. You know, you can see somebody trying to storm the castle. But you don't see the little spider, the little lizard, the little fly, the little snake, the little mouse that gets into the castle. And that's what we're dealing with here. Sly little things of sin and pride that we have to be on guard. And Paul knew all about that in the passage that I just read. He's like, look, you know, everybody looks at me like I'm some great apostle, some great spiritual leader. But, you know, I deal with the things and when I discover them in myself, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'm mortified. I'm ashamed. And I've got to crucify this. I've got to kill this. In Galatians 2.20, he says, I am crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I that live, but Christ liveth in me. And so in Romans 7, he talks about when he sins, it's the, it's the sinful flesh living in him. And he's got to go back to Romans 2.20 to crucify that all over again. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.